the blessing of God does not fail. He said, the blessing of the Lord make it rich and added no soul. Every child of God has been given. But not every child of God has received. This is the word lambano. Lambano is an acting word. Lambano needs to take. Amen. Lambano needs to go and get a hold of something. They that receive a bonus of grace shall win in life. It says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Just lift your hands to us and worship the Lord of glory. Just worship Him. He's more than enough. Just worship Him. Oh, there's none like Him. Lord, we bless you. We adore you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Your mercies are new every morning. We adore you, Lord. Thank you for your presence in this place today. Your corporate anointing is present. Blessing us. Ministering the Spirit to us. But now our hearts are open to receive the Word of God. I pray for your people. And they receive it as a truth of God. And they receive it as a better way. And they'll be transformed as your Word abides in them. And they'll bring forth much fruits of the Word of God. And that grace and peace be multiplied unto them. Amen. Say, I love the Lord. I love Jesus. Yes. Let's continue. Amen. We're talking about loving the Lord. Our love. Our love for the Lord. Hallelujah. Our love for the Lord. And last week I I shared some thoughts with you. Amen. You know, we talked about how Jesus said to that uh, ruler he said to him he gave him uh, an analogy and said if someone was owing if a man had two debtors amen one was owing 50 something and the other one was owing 500 and he forgives them both he asks the ruler, he says, who would love more? And the ruler said, the one that was forgiven what? More. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, you have rightly judged. Jesus said the man was correct. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you remember? Hello, can you remember? We studied that last week, right? Okay. The way some of you are looking at me nice. as if you're not around last week <laughs> praise God and we shared a lot of thoughts on that amen and we gave instances on who loves more the rich faithful Christian or a, a poor faithful Christian who generally would love more and we said that uh, it is easier to see amen it is easier to say that the poor faithful Christian loves more because he's in a state of what? Temptation. He's in a state of persecution. 
and he still loves more. Hallelujah. He's still serving the Lord. We took a look at Jonah. Amen. His love was proved or tested in his period of temptation. Hallelujah. In a spirit of temptation. Glory to God. And when you look at Abraham, when you look at Abraham, you see that when God told him to sacrifice Isaac, Amen. Remember that story? God told him to sacrifice Isaac. When he did that, God said, Now I know. <laughs> God said, Now I know that you love, that you will serve me. And you would train your children to serve me. That's what God said. He said, now I know. Didn't God know before? I thought, he's the, he knows all things. Right? You see, until he proved him. Amen. Until he proved Abraham. That's when he said, now I know. Now I know. Glory to God. So that's it. You see, our love, our love for the Lord... Is not just in speech. Glory to God. No, it is not in speech only. It's not just in speech. You can't say, oh, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. That's not enough. Glory to God. We have to prove it. Amen. We have to prove it. It has to be proven. God expects us to prove our love for Him. Amen. Glory to God. Is what you do for the Lord that reveals the level of love. Your level of love for Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Am I speaking to someone this morning? Yes. It's what you do for the Lord that proves your love for Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, you know, yes, He says, He that as forgiving uh, more, we love more. Praise God. Yeah. Then we said, I told you, I said, we've seen a lot of people come into Christ. Amen. We've seen some people who were in sin, in terrible sin. The moment they gave their heart to Christ, they became more committed than those who were born again before them. Hallelujah. We've seen those kind of people. Praise God. But of course, it's not always the case. Amen. It's not always the case. But you see, that fellow has come to understand what was done for him. Amen. They've come to understand it. There are Christians, you know, maybe during your first time as meeting, they tell you, if you have not given your heart to Christ, you know, you want to get saved. And they lead you in prayer to Christ. And we've seen those kind of people. And today they get born again. Tomorrow we can't find them. You see, the next minute, next they are not in church. So we wonder, did they, did they believe? Did they really believe? Praise God. They didn't understand what they said. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's like, when you are given a gift and you don't know the worth of it. Amen. Hallelujah. When, you, when somebody gives you something and you don't know the worth of it, you just treat it, oh, yeah, they gave me something. But as you find out 
that wow this thing is more valuable than you thought as you grow in knowledge concerning that thing that was done for you you come to appreciate oh this this thing was done wow this thing is what is what is not just this it's not a small thing hallelujah maybe they give you a watch and you think oh this watch is just what they say a ring road 2000 hour watch you understand and somebody tells you that wow this watch is is maybe 25000 naira you'll be like wow really your your you, your worth of it has increased amen hallelujah maybe another person tells you no 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 that's not 25000 naira watch that has a 25 dollars watch <laughs> 25000 dollars you understand you'll be like for real for real you mean I'm putting on a $25,000 watch? Your appreciation would increase. Amen. Right? You appreciate that. You, you won't allow anybody just, even though you, maybe you used to give it out before to your friend or yours. You say, no, 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 no. This thing is, this thing is $25,000. I can't just, you know, you're not going to play with it anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Because why? Your worth of it has increased. Your value. The value has You've seen that the value is not what you thought. Hallelujah. Praise God. The same thing with Christianity. Hallelujah. The same thing. As you, as you grow in Christ. Amen. As you grow in the knowledge of the love of God. His love for you. As you grow in it. As you study, as you meditate on it, your eyes are open to see how great, hallelujah, how great in your value, your value for what the Lord did for you becomes bigger than what it was before. Every day you come to appreciate it more. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Are you in this place today? Amen. Yeah. You come to appreciate it more and say, wow, Jesus loves me. The Bible says, why we were yet without strength. Let's go to that verse, uh, Romans 5, uh, from verse 6. Romans 5, from verse 6. Are you there? It is for when we were yet without strength. Amen. Without strength. We could not help ourselves. Amen. When we were yet without strength, it is in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Hallelujah. Christ died for the ungodly. He died for us. He didn't die for righteous people. He, he died for sinners. Praise God. He died for us. Glory to God. Why we were yet without strength, without hope. Glory to God. Next verse. Is it for scarcely for a righteous man with one die? Is it scarcely? Yet provincial for a good man, some would even dare to die. Some would dare to die. Next verse. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, why we were yet sinners? Why we were yet sinners? Oh, 
We didn't repent. I mean, somebody offends you, you know, the person has to come and, you know, beg for your forgiveness before you consider it. But think about this. It says, why we were yet without strength? Why we were yet sinners? We were enemies of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So why were we enemies? Why were we yet sinners? Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Glory to God. Christ died for us while we were sinners. Glory to God. To love God, you need to understand the love of God first. Hallelujah. You see, because if you don't understand His love, you can't love Him as much as you should. Amen. That's it. You see, because... The, the, the gospel is spiritual. Amen. We're talking about sin. We're talking about spiritual things. It's not, it's not something you see on your daily, uh, your daily life. Praise God. So it, it will take an effort for you to be able to bring such a thing to your understanding. Because it's not something physical. It's not something you live. It's not somebody physical we're talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. It's somebody spiritual. Hallelujah. That's why John said, he says, if you cannot love the brothers that you see, how can you love God that you don't see? Amen. Hallelujah. So because it's a spiritual thing, you have to meditate on it. Amen. I told you last week, I don't know how many of you decided to meditate. You have to meditate on it. As you spend time to meditate, meditation brings revelation. Amen. As you meditate, your eyes will be open. You see, it's a fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. As you meditate on it, on the love of God, your understanding, it will become real to you. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God will make it become real to you. Hallelujah. That's why it says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's a fellowship of the Spirit. Amen. You have to meditate on it. Christ died for me. Who's Christ? Who is he? How, who, who is he? Who is he? The Son of God. The only begotten Son. Hallelujah. Died for you. The biggest person in the universe, the biggest person that there is, died for you. Have you thought about it? The biggest person that there is, is the biggest. There's nobody bigger than him. Hallelujah. Nobody bigger than him. Glory to God. You've got to think about it. Praise God. You've got to think about it. You spend time to meditate on His love. You spend time to meditate. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Glory, glory. Amen. 
Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. This is a very powerful prayer. And I pray this for you. It's a prayer by the Apostle Paul for the church. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. And after today, you are going to start saying this prayer for yourself. Amen. It's a very important prayer. You know, the Bible says we don't know what to pray for as we ought to. A lot of you don't know what to pray for. Oh God, oh God, thank you for today. Thank you for many people slept yesterday. They didn't wake up this morning. Thank you for the miracle of waking up. <laughs> waking up is not a miracle. <laughs> it's not a miracle. Praise God. I don't know if you think waking up is a miracle. Let me see that. Be honest. I know some of you think so. Okay. That's, that's nice. Be honest. You think so? It's a miracle? What's, okay. What's a miracle? What's a miracle? Huh? Let's define it. You say something is a miracle. Now let's define Let me understand your definition. Of miracle. If I know your definition, if after you define it, you still think it's a miracle, then maybe I need to help you with the definition. What's a miracle? Somebody wants to answer? Unimaginable event. Waking up, is it unimaginable? So, is it a normal event or an unimaginable event? Huh? It's normal, right? So it doesn't qualify. It's not a miracle. See? It's not a miracle. You say something is a miracle when it's not supposed to happen and it happens. Amen. That's, you say, wow, God's intervention. Hallelujah. It's, it's beyond the natural law. You see? It's beyond the, na- the natural order. But hey, come on, it's normal to sleep and wake up, whether it's during the day or during the night. The time does not matter. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, are you there? Alright. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Alright. It says, For this cause, this is the apostle Paul talking. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Hallelujah. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed this prayer. Wow. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth. This is the whole family in heaven and earth. You see that? That means who are the family in heaven? Those who have died. They are in heaven now. The saints in heaven. Glory to God. You see, some of them, we are yet to join them. Amen. You see, the whole family. In heaven and earth is named. Hallelujah. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Hallelujah. Strengthened with might. Strengthened with might. Mm, glory to God. Okay. Now watch this. Verse 17. He said that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That ye, 
being rooted and grounded in love. Amen. Is it that you being rooted and grounded, founded in love? Let's say thing. It says maybe able to what? Comprehend. Hallelujah. With all sense, what is the breadth and length and depth and height? And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. What a prayer. What a prayer. That's a prayer in the spirit. Glory to God. That's a pray that's praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the Spirit's prayer. Let's let's take it again. Number 17. Is it that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith? That you being rooted and grounded in love. Is it that we should be rooted in love? That we should be grounded in love. May be able to comprehend. Hallelujah. That means to fully understand. To be able to comprehend something. Hallelujah. He is praying for us. That we will be able to comprehend something. I tell you because with your natural mind, you cannot comprehend it. You cannot comprehend the love of Christ with your natural mind. And you see, he will tell us just now. Look at it. He said, may be able to comprehend. That means to fully understand. With all sense, what is the breadth? What is the breadth of his love? Hallelujah. What is the breadth? He said, what is the depth? What is the length? What is the depth of his love? What is the height of his love? Hallelujah. That you'll be able to comprehend it. He's praying for us that we'll be able to comprehend it because it's spiritually comprehended. Hallelujah. Remember what he says in that first Corinthians? He said, The natural man receives all the things of God. He said, They are spiritually discerned. Hallelujah. They are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually understood. Glory to God. He says, And to know, to know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge. <laughs> Isn't that funny? He's telling you to know something that passes knowledge. He says it's beyond knowledge. That's what he's saying. To know, to know the love of Christ. The Greek word is ginosko. Hallelujah. To ginosko the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge. That knowledge there is main on the main knowledge. Another interpretation is science. Gnosis. That's a Greek word there. Gnosis. Gnosis. This is to know the love of Christ, which passes science. It passes human understanding. It passes human knowledge. It's praying for us that we will come to know it. Hallelujah. I said this is a prayer you need to pray for yourself. 
Every day you keep it. Every day. You bring that verse, that Bible verse as you're praying, you say, you pray it until you memorize it. Amen. And when we come to comprehend, we don't sense. What is the length? What is the depth and length? And what is the breadth and length? And depth and height? And to know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. It passes knowledge. If it passes knowledge, that means it's, it's known by the Spirit. Hallelujah. You can only know it by the Spirit of God. Oh, that's why you find many Christians have not come to know it. Many, they've not come to know it. That's why they live their life the way they, the way they like. They've not come to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. They've not come to know it. When you see a Christian living his life the way he likes, just know. He has not come to know the love of Christ. He has not come to know it. When you know it, oh, when you come to that knowledge, I told you, it overwhelms you. It overwhelms you. Look at the latter part. It says, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. He says, when you come to this full knowledge, he says, you will become filled with all the fullness of God. That's what he's saying. <laughs> you know what he's saying? He says, you become filled with the maximum load of God. That's what he's talking about. You become full of God. You become full of Him. Why? Because see, that love overwhelms you. That love fills you. As you know it, it fills you. Amen. According to the degree of your knowing. As you know it, it fills you. Until you become like Him 100%. You become 100% like God. It's that you become filled with all the fullness all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God. Amen. Everything you do becomes, you know, born of love. You understand? Because you have known the love of Christ. You have come to know it. You've come to know it. You can't be having malice with somebody. Ah, uh-uh. ah. No, you have come to know the love of Christ. You've come to know the love of Christ. It constrains you. Let's go to that verse. Let's go to Second Corinthians in chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse fourteen. Glory, glory. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That means I can know it. I can I can know something that passes knowledge. I can know something that surpasses mere understanding. I can know it. 
glory. Are you there? 2 Corinthians 5.14 It says, For the love of Christ constrained us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. It says, we thus judge. That's what's going to happen. Your judgment is going to be different. You're not going to be judging like an ordinary man anymore. No. No, you'll be judging like an ordinary man anymore. No. Your judgment is going to be from that knowledge. Hallelujah. It's going to be from that love. He said that love constrains us, compels us, propels us. You understand what he's talking about? Pushes us. The love for him becomes too much. You can't. No, no, no. No, I can't do this. I, I, I can't do this. God, God, God is going to be happy with this. I can't do this. You become concerned of God's feelings. Simon said, Simon said, It is far be it for me to sin against God in season to pray for you. Far be it. See, you can't sin against God. No, no, no. Uh-uh. That love will constrain you. He finds Christian that is still sinning. He has not he has not known the love of Christ yet. He has not come to understand it. He has not come to know it. He has not come to know it. Some say, I love God, I love God, I want to you know, I just can't help it. I love God. No, you don't. That love is you're still within the normal love level. When you come to know the one that surpasses knowledge, uh, it constrains you. It constrains you. You understand? It constrains you. It constrains you. God becomes real to you. Amen. He's not just one God somewhere. That doesn't have emotions. You st- you're not seeing with someone that has emotion. And because you see him that way, you come to know him. Because you see him that way, you can't you can't do anything. You're not seeing him as a person. You are in a relationship with him now. Amen. You're in a relationship with him now. Glory to God. Whatever you do, you think about his feelings. You think, oh, what would God say? It's, it, it is okay? Is it okay? Is it okay in the sight of God? Is it okay? Is it according to the word? Do I go to this place? Does God's word allow it? The love of Christ constrains you. Your service to God is not because something is there. No, it, the love of Christ constrains you. It propels you. Glory to God. Is God number one to you? Do you love Him above all? If you 
don't, you have to work it out. Amen. You have to work it out. Your love for Him, you got to work it out. What do you love more than God? What do you love more than God? Love of money? First Timothy. First Timothy chapter 6. Verse 10. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10. Praise God. Are you there? It says, The love of money is the root of all evil. Which I saw converted after. They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrow. See that? The love of money. You see, it has made many erred from the faith. It has made many erred from the faith. And pierced themselves with many sorrows. Praise God. What do you love more than Jesus? What do you love more than Him? Money? No. I told you, I say, money is good. Amen. Money is not bad. Amen. Money in itself is not bad. But when that love for money becomes more than your love for God, that's bad. Amen. You cannot love anything more then you love him. For starters, right? Uh, I'll show you a verse. Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. You can't love anything more than you love him. No. Praise God. Matthew 10, 34. Are you there? Are you there? It says, think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. <laughs> Praise God. This is the Lord Jesus talking, right? It's in red, right? In your Bible. Next verse. It says, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father. Huh? That's good. Let's, let's look again. And a daughter against her mother. And a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. You have come to set in variance. Next verse. And a man's foe shall be they of his own household. Next verse. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Oh boy. Hallelujah. Mm. Now you gotta judge yourself, right? You gotta judge yourself, right? You can it's time to measure your love for him right now. Let's look again. If you need a love son or daughter more than me, is not worthy of me. Ask yourself, are you worthy? He's giving you He's giving you the measurement now. <laughs> so, are you worthy of him? Ask yourself. Are you worthy of him? 
He has said, if you love your father or your mother, your children, more than him, he says, you are not worthy. He says, you are not worthy of him. Their babies, their babies here, right? Mothers, their babies, right? Do you love your baby more than him? <laughs> no, no, he says, if you don't love, if you love your baby more than him, he says, you are not worthy of him. That's what he's telling you. <laughs> that's your baby that is nine months you understand that you lost above all <laughs> Jesus says if you love that baby more than him it says it says you are not worthy of him see he's the biggest person that there is don't you understand he gave you that baby in the first place don't you get it that baby in the first place he gave you that baby everybody around you he gave you he's the author of life you understand he's the author of life so he come on what love do you think he deserves what love you love your wife or your husband more than you love him He says, if you are like that, he says, you are not worthy of him. Ask us, check yourself. Check it. When you get home, go and check yourself. Next verse, 38. And he that taketh not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. Amen. Another, I think it was uh, maybe Luke's account of it. He said, if you love life more than me, he says, you're not worthy of me. Hallelujah. What is your love for him? Amen. If your love for him is less than this, or rather, it's not up to this, he says, you're not worthy of him. This is not worthy of him. First God. Are you worthy of him? Ask somebody, are you worthy of him? Say, are you sure? See, I tell the person, according to that verse now, are you worthy? <laughs> you gotta be. This is what happens during meditation. Amen. You get back home. Do I love my father, my mother, and I love Jesus? Do I really? Hey, come on. How do you love him? How do you love him? Huh? Uh, we're last week, right? We'll get there. We'll get there. We still have time? Wow. <sighs> okay, let's see what we can do. How do you love him? He says, if you love me, keep my word, right? Yeah. Keep my word. Keep my word. So it's not as if you see because we're talking about something spiritual here, right? Talking about something spiritual. So it's here to say I love someone will say yes, yes. Have you thought about it? To love him is to do things according to his word. Amen. Right? Yeah. 
should do things according to his word. He should obey his word. So how do you love him more than you love father? How do you love let, let's, let's be practical here, right? It's easy to just read this verse. Yes, 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 praise God. I love him, I love him. It's easy to do that. No, let's practicalize it. <laughs> Amen. See the word of God is practical. You know, practicable. See that's correct English. Practicable. Is it correct English? Eh? Practicable. Thank you. That was practicable. I'm not an English student. I'm an engineering student. Praise God. Alright. So now it says to obey him is to obey his word, right? To love him rather is to obey his word. So it says, if you love father more than mother, you love me. You know, he's not talking about, oh, if Jesus is in trouble and your father is in trouble, you will not help Jesus first. No, don't, that's very vague. <laughs> that's not what he's saying. That's not you put your love for Jesus. You will never see Jesus in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus can never be in the life of death matter. <laughs> Amen. He says, to love me is to keep my word. Now, if your parents wants you to do something that is against what Jesus said that is how you test whether you love him more than whichever you love more because that that's it so in that situation you find yourself oh maybe your parent wanted to do something that is a sin you understand that's a sin so, and you know, Jesus is against it. For instance, some people tell their children to get pregnant, you know, before marriage, right? They say get pregnant, you know, so that you will know whether, <laughs> praise God, and you are a Christian. So, are you going to, who are you going to obey? Will determine who you love more, whether you love your parents more or your life more. Maybe you're in a relationship with someone, right? And the person is telling you, let's do it, let's do it. If you love me, <laughs> if you love me, prove it. Love is not in words. <laughs> and the person is telling you something to, to sin, to fornicate. And you know, you know that fornication is a sin. You know that they that do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So in that case, who do you love more? What you do will determine who you love more. So if you find yourself in that situation, what would you do? What would you do? These are the questions you need to ask yourself. When you get home, you go and calculate. Amen. And correct it to, to be according to the word. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people, their parents don't want them to become Christians. Says, don't go to church. Don't go to church. You are from this religion or whatever. What would you do? Determine your love for him. What level is your love for the Lord? What level? What level? Hallelujah. What level is your love for the Lord? What level is your love for the Lord? If you are supposed to get a maybe there's something and there's a gain to gain. But to get that gain, that riches, you have to sing against God. 
What would you do with the talent whether your love for him has become perfect? Amen. Has your love for him become perfect? Have you come to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge? Okay, maybe it's a life or death situation. Let me make it worse. Maybe it's a life or death situation. And in order to save somebody that you love, you have to sin against Jesus. What would you do? What would you do? This is a life or death matter. I can't allow this thing down. I can't. Would you sin against God? What would you do? These are the questions you need to ask yourself. Amen. You need to ask yourself, this person is, and I have to sin. I have to. What would you do? These are tough questions, right? Yeah. You've got to ask yourself. And you see, the answer will determine whether you are a strong Christian or you are a weak Christian. The answer to these questions, when you ask, when you go and you ask yourself these questions, I will ask you next week whether. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I love Jesus. I love Him so much. He's above all. Grace to you and peace from God. I am Wale Okiaya pastor of Center of Truth Church. I would love to specially invite you to Center of Truth. You see, when you come to Center of Truth, you see it's not just another church service. It's a spiritual training institution. Many people go to church, but they are not experiencing spiritual growth in their lives. Listen, I tell you the truth. It doesn't matter how old you are, or how young you are. It doesn't matter how rich you are, or how poor you may be. God wants to make you what He talks about, like Jesus. And as you fellowship with us, the Spirit of Truth will build you up, day by day, service by service, such that as the weeks and months go by, you will easily see the changes and progress that you're making in your spiritual life and in every other area of your life. So, make it a date this Sunday. I would love to receive grace to you. If you believe in Jesus Christ and want to make Him Lord of your life, please say this prayer. Oh Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I sincerely believe he died for my sins and was raised from the dead. I accept him as Savior and Lord of my life to live according to the truth of the kingdom of God. I am now saved and have eternal life in me. I am now born again and a child of God. Amen.